All right, here we go. Hi, and welcome to Gay Out the City. I'm your host, Prince Electro Diamond, and today I am here with Texas musician who has a new single out, Chief Alita, who is currently releasing videos from his performance of Packaged Menwear on his YouTube channel and has an album, Dirty Blonde, coming out soon. Please welcome back my friend, Sage Suede. How you doing today, Sexy? Hey, I'm doing good. That's good. So, in a photo you did promoting that performance at Package Men Men's, where you 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 shot at a location where there was attempted hate crime, and you stood on broken glass. A, were you wearing shoes? And B, why didn't you just wait for somebody to clean up the broken glass? I did wear shoes. Um, well, you don't always have that that luxury of time, so yeah, because you just have to react to things. Well, I, I mean, it. you wearing shoes like makes sense. When I first thought, so I don't care how bad the like thirst trap is, but it's like you're gonna stand on like broken glass in bare feet. That to me seems like fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, well, so, like, Chief Lada, like, that's kind of what it means. It's, like, it's like crazy, you know? But, like, you know, it's also, like, uh, it can be cool, too. Like, um, Chiefing and Chief Lada, like, they yeah. kind of go hand in hand. So that's more the way I'm, like, describing it. Like, I almost spelled it with the E just because, like, um, like, a double meaning. <laughs> right. So, what was it like performing in the middle of an underwear store? It was great. <laughs> um, the crowd's so good. Uh, I had a lot of friends there, too. So, um, it's one of my favorite shows, definitely, just because the audience is so positive. So, was it... Okay. So, was it like they like shut down the store for you or was it like you were performing in the middle of like when the store was open? Well, the store was still open. Um, and, you know, like people could still, still browse and it's like a boutique. So, uh, it's a pretty good size for it, I think. And I'd totally be down to do that at other boutiques or, uh, smaller stores. Um, I guess big stores can be cool too, but it's usually better. They have, that kind of setup or some kind of sound dampening, if not. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of like, in some ways it's kind of like cool. And in some ways it's like one of those things where you're an indie artist and that's like you kind of like starting out and like, maybe you'll get to a point where, you'll be bigger and you'll remember the times that you got to perform in smaller places like that. So it will actually be kind of like, kind of cool for you. Yeah. There's probably always going to be smaller venues and small events too. That's usually always good shows. I feel like, um, usually always good to record too, just cause then you have that ambiance. but, um, it, it was pretty big too. It was a pretty big event. Uh, there were a lot of people there. So, um, I think it'll, uh, it's going to be good as a live release, too, because it's going to be a yeah. live release on um, streaming as well as uh, what's currently on my YouTube. So that'll come out at the end of the month. Nice. 
So my next question is, do you ever feel judgment from the gay community being a bisexual man? Yeah. <laughs> like, all the time. <laughs> Which is almost like... Like, even when I wrote that question, it's kind of, like, crazy because... You probably get like the notion from some gay man. It's like, well, gay man, where it's like, well, why don't you just come out as gay? You already know you're fucking gay. Like, just admit it, we all did, and that was because, not necessarily like you can be bisexual, but it's like them. It's, it's like you were hiding something. Sometimes. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's usually more a personal thing. Yeah. Um, but but it can be kind of tough just because you're not really like one or the other and people don't get it and they get really confused. Um, they can be really rude about it. So I don't know. It's just something you really don't really... As like a daily thing, it just after a while, you're just like, okay, it's daily. You know? <laughs> right. Unless somebody like really gets it, then... Um, uh, more often, you're just kind of like giving them a, a default reply or something. I don't usually answer if somebody like tries to ask me like for a breakdown or like the stats. Like they want the play by play. They're like, "What's your batting average and gender on gender?" Like, <laughs> I don't get that. I'm like, you're just looking for an excuse to like segment someone. You're you're not even listening to what I'm telling you. You know. So, so people I'm, are like legit bold enough to just ask you like what the breakdown is they do that a lot um and but whenever they ask that question it's like with the intention of being like you're wrong this is what your stats say like your, your stats say you swing this way you know so i don't answer that question because it's like with the intention of just being you know more judgmental um, it's it's also it's like dumb it's like what does that prove? Because it's almost, as I say, even probably among gay men, it's like, gay men, it's like, you'd be fine with a woman being bisexual, but the minute somebody is bisexual who you're trying to fuck, all of a sudden it's like, now this big deal is like, well, no way he could actually be bi. And that's, at least my view on it is, I don't give a shit about sleeping with bisexual men. Honestly, when you're fucking me, you're fucking me. So I don't give a shit what you do when you're gone. You're here with me now. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of weird to, like, conjecture about people, I feel like. Um, uh, it, it can definitely be something like you were saying about, like... Um, people saying that stupid phrase like by today okay tomorrow or something like that or um, yeah you know because it's just like i don't know invalidating and there's already a lot of invalidation and like stuff so yeah and plus just another point it's like in a community that's already marginalized you shouldn't be trying to marginalize people even more you should yeah, be just trying to come together limited in a lot of ways, so. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, it's it's 
I guess it depends who you're talking to. I've I've had plenty of times that's been like, you know, that happens, and then you're just kind of like, I don't really want to hang out anymore. Or like, like I've even had exes that like my ex like kind of turned on me because of my sexuality and like, you know, even though they're the one dating me, though they'd be like, you know, acting like uh, I couldn't hang out with them and their girlfriends or whatever. I'm like, you know how many friends I have that are female, like, I don't care, you know, but it was really just, like, them being petty and, like, a bad partner. <laughs> that, um, wow. Yeah. See, I will say this, like, the one time that I, ha like, actually dated somebody, they were, well, actually, I will say this, they told me they were bisexual at the time. Later, if, if, turns out they were, like, transitioning in my like when they were living with me so like that was a whole nother thing but back when they were by i literally said and i i don't know if most boyfriends would be like this but i'm like listen if there's something that i can't give you and there's something that you need like go off and do what you need and just i know you'll come back to me yeah i mean it's like all personal and stuff too but yeah. um yeah <laughs> So I, I guess that can be the case. I guess it depends on, on who they are and stuff. It's definitely not a big deal for me. I feel like, if anything, usually it's more more open just because, you know, you're not really judging one way or the other, usually. Right. So, I don't know. It can be complicated. I feel like um, bisexuality sometimes almost gets lumped into being an ally, and it's not really... You know, usually by people still need queer spaces as safe spaces. You know, they're not allies. They're, they're still getting all of the prejudice from both sides. So, and, like, they yeah. are, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I've never heard it explained like that. I mean, well, partially because I don't know. I don't know that experience. But, like, what you're saying is right, especially because just because you're bisexual doesn't mean that you're like extremely masculine presenting so you could be like a femme bisexual and then you literally need the same protection as gay people do because you're more flamboyant yeah like any uh you can be any gender expression and yeah i um so and like if you change your gender expression i don't i don't think that would even necessarily change your your sexuality so it, it's it's like all you know personal so right so when your nudes got quote-unquote leaked did you at all feel exploited or were you feeling that that's something that you would have almost done yourself um i mean they're pretty good pictures so <laughs> i was fine with that <laughs> At first, I was like, oh, my God. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. It, it it was pretty cool. And then I saw it in, like, other countries. Like, I saw it in, like, Vietnamese and Croatian. And I was like, oh, my God. It's everywhere. But it's literally, like, your nudes being leaked. You almost... You take, like half-naked pictures anyway, so it's not, like, not that far of a stretch. Yeah, it's still blurred. Like, I, I wouldn't have minded if it wasn't blurred, honestly. 
but um, I, I sent him just like the full pics anyways. <laughs> and I was like, you can leak any of these. I don't even care. Um, just <laughs> as long as it's one of these hot pics. Uh, so I sent them like a few folders and then it was like, um, there are probably like eight implieds and like uh, 10 full nudes. <laughs> So, yeah, they had a lot of options to work with. And then they ended up going with the one in the unitard and then blurring it in the unitard because it was, like, too big in there. So, <laughs> um, I thought that worked out really well. I mean, it did. I guess some people would complain about the blur. They they don't like that list part. <laughs> well, it's because they would say, like, why don't you just like leak it the way it is? But maybe to some people, they would feel like, in a crazy way, they'd feel like that's like porn. Yeah. If they didn't blur it. And it's like, I don't know. It was like for an article. So I'm not sure. I, I was like fine with it either way. They, they have more pictures of me. So it's not like they don't have options. <laughs> um yeah so the what are you gonna keep like this uh hot aussie chick so it wasn't really like it's not right. really a problem you tell people like oh no the hot aussie chick leaked my nudes in the uk they're usually just like oh or <laughs> 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 like me too bro like <laughs> and so. it's like obviously it's like she leaked them and like Obviously, you know, like, every dude that, like, finds you hot is going to, like, literally try and look for them, thinking, like, maybe I'm going to see something. But Yeah, I mean, she still asked me, so it wasn't, like, rude or anything, you know? Right. Oh, okay, next question. Is it hard for you dating women because in some of their minds they'll always think that you'll just run off with a man when you get the chance? Uh, I mean, it depends. If you're dating somebody else that's bi, they probably won't think that way at all. Right. Um, or at least not so much. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess it depends. Because, like, I have friends, like, they've told me they feel the, the opposite way because they're bi too, but they're female, so... They, they've had a lot of boyfriends that, like, they left because their boyfriend wasn't open to um, being with them and a woman at the same time that they find attractive. So, I don't know. I don't get that. So, I'm, you know, I don't have a problem with that. Well, okay. Maybe this is a way to ask the question. So, when you're in a relationship, are you more, like, typically monogamous or are you more, like, open and fluid? I'm definitely, like, more monogamous-leaning. I just, you know, I'm very loyal, so it's just kind of my personality because I'm really into loyalty. And um, there, there's also, like, health risks and stuff if you're not, so. Yeah. I mean, I guess... Safety choice. I guess that's a good point. Well, actually... Another question, I just thought of this. So, after, like, you dated a guy and, like, all of a sudden you started dating a woman, is 
you've ever have you ever experienced the fact of like she's been like i need you to get tested immediately before we do anything mm, i don't think so i don't think that's happened before there was one time i was hooking up with a, a woman and then she was like oh i thought you were gay and she was like confused <laughs> Um, but we were already hooking up when she was thinking that, so <laughs> um, it didn't really matter. Well, no, I mean, you're there doing something. It's like, obviously, you were able to get it up, so, like, that's all that should fucking matter. Like, um, Yeah, yeah, it didn't really matter. We, we probably would have kept uh, hanging out and stuff, but um, I was moving, so it just didn't really work out the timing but yeah she's fine <laughs> yeah she was like a born again virgin she like had a pact to like be a virgin and then we hooked up on the first date so um, what it, okay it <laughs> that's a thing that i don't get like saying you're a born again virgin it's like I guess that's more like a Christian, like Jesus type thing. It's something that I'm like, how could you be born again? That doesn't, that doesn't like take the fact that you like might have screwed half the town before you became a virgin. Like, well, apparently she did like a pinky promise and then um, I didn't know about it until she broke it again with me. So <laughs> it's like, okay, I guess not. <laughs> okay. Um, do you feel that Hispanics will judge you for making a Latin-inspired song like Chifalita, being that you're white? Oh, uh, I feel like, I mean, I am Hispanic, so... Oh, you are Hispanic, okay. Um, because I speak Spanish, and my mom taught me Spanish growing up. Um, but, uh, I think that people are more likely to be judgmental of me making music that's Latin urban and is in English, which I have done a little bit of and I've already done before, like, because uh, I released the album Savage Summer and that's got a lot of reggaeton and electropop and the sampling and everything. And um, I also have a, a reggaeton remix of New Diet on my New Diet single, which I sent the stems for the drums before that got made. But um, yeah, um, so I, I feel like as a Spanish song, it's it's actually like more accepted. It's like because um, it's more standard to the genre, uh, right? Sense. But um, you know, I'm also like in Texas, so there's there's really almost no one here that makes uh, reggaeton. There are people like when Carol G tours through and stuff, but um, you know, it's, she doesn't really live here. You know, I'm like one of the only people that lives here that does any of that. So in a way I'm like a founder of the genre, um, in my city, uh, in Texas. So a lot of people are really supportive of that. They really like that. Um, you know, I do stuff like that. Chief Lada like has a lot of like more, um, like Mexican Spanish and stuff in the slang. So, um, I think people like that. I'm capturing some of that for them that they can enjoy too. So. Well, okay, saying that you're saying that, it's very weird that you say that, because I'm thinking of, like, Texas, and granted, Texas is a big state, but, like, Texas very much borders Mexico, so you would think that, like, that influence would be more there. 
It like, is, but it's also like, um, you know, like we we had like Selena, right? You know, yeah, and and that's more like cumbia and stuff. It's not really like um, as much like reggaeton, but that's a big thing. Like Tejano is like really big here and stuff, but that's like you know, it's a small sub regional genre. It doesn't get like the big mainstream support, and and you see like the difficulties like Selena went through and stuff with like you know people around her and stuff and having to deal with that as she got bigger and everything and um i don't know i think about it more like that i think about it more as like it's like a regional genre it's like really small and and we're developing it you know um i'd love to work with other people if i can like i'm uh i am always like networking with people like other producers and stuff that are in the genre too so um i would like to work with some of them someday so we'll see Okay. Well, actually, okay. I'll ask this question. This is a question that I just wrote, but I'll just ask you now. So, you were talking to me before about, like, kind of posting your own tracks and, like, editing and all that. So, how involved are you in the production slash engineering of your music? Um. So, I basically do all the songwriting by myself. So, all the demos are, like, done by me, and then um, I record those at home and it depends on which album. Cause some of the early ones, I actually recorded the vocals on my own, um, which like I just released, uh, the Electro Poppy Lives. So that one I really like, you know, for example, because, um, when I first started, I did some monotracked vocals, uh, with like reverb and stuff. Um, yeah. so it wasn't just like one track, but like. I prefer to do a lot more doubles and stuff as I've gotten more involved and like I've improved at the vocals, which I do all the editing for and all the comping for the, uh, a lot of the pre-master stuff as far as the arrangement goes and everything. Um, I'll do all that and then I send it back to the studio so they can work with it. Um, but yeah, I make most of my most of my background. Uh, to tracks and, and and then like all the vocal arrangement for the most part. So um, that kind of thing. It's it's a lot of the song, the overall arrangement of the song, like the composition of it uh, with the stems and everything. Yeah. So, okay. So I'm just going to ask this question in a little bit more like technical way. So like you very much like work in pro tools and like do all that and like work in logic to make beats or are you usually like, getting things from people so i've used logic before but um i actually use ableton for the most part okay and i do work with a lot of people that use logic too it's one of the the biggest and most popular ones one of the most expensive but um yeah so i do that but um i'll i'll record like my demos at home but then i go to my studio usually for the final recording um, but I, I mentioned the live because uh, when I take the live uh, audio for songs like that that are monotracked and then I put it over the original audio, it becomes like a, a double track song. So some of those, like to me, they sound better having the live uh, on top and stuff too because then you have the second recording. Um, right. So I'm really liking to re release them because uh, a lot of them sound really fresh and different. Right. I will say, like, you speaking of, like, Logic being expensive, I know that. That's why, like, when I make a beat, I literally have this website called 
audio tool that I use. So it's like I literally just a lot of what I do is I work with samples and I like EQ to them to make them sound different. So like that's very much how I do things. But I'm also more someone who and when people see like how I create things, it's I do like the most minimalist beat around and then like through the music I like build every build like what's going on in the song through the vocals. So like I would love to be one of those people who creates like a complex beat. I can't do it myself. Like Yeah, I um I rearrange a lot of beats too. So I, I do a lot of my writing with samples, um, yeah. which aren't always, you know, uh it it's not always something that, you know, is is in the box thinking. Sometimes it's like random to other people, but um, if it's the overall structure, like I had that slang weed cookies and then there's like an opera singer uh, and the, the funky remix, so. Um, uh, but it fits really well with the overall vibe. So it's, it's yeah. like a really trippy sample in that song, but it sounds cool, so. Yeah, and it's like, even with that, you probably, well, I mean, you're an independent artist, so you probably don't have to go through with this. You don't have to, like, sit there and convince somebody, like, trust me, it'll work. Yeah, I mean, like, I own everything, so um, yeah. all of my masters on every track I've ever released. So, um, yeah, uh, I definitely don't have to do any of that, which is kind of cool. Um yeah, I'm, I'm like, working on another song, too. I have, like, a remix uh, for Honey Bee Sweet. She's releasing a song called Hustlers. So um, I made her a remix for that, too. And that'll probably be out by the end of the month. That's awesome. And, like, well, what you're saying about, like, owning your masters, it's, like, with that, you get to create the track like when you made the track it's exactly what you wanted you didn't have to like go through somebody else and be like have them come in and be like well i would change this and i'm going to change this to make it sound like different it's like literally your vision yeah i never have to do that um yeah i, I think it's kind of nice uh working independently in that sense because because you have more freedom um and i do like that uh with, with the stuff that I do have going on, um, I can usually just make another version. And I feel yeah. like for the most part, people should have that freedom to be able to just make extra versions, you know? Um, I know creative controls is something that is, is lacked a lot in the industry, but um, honestly, I feel like in the first place, artists should be capable of doing that. Um, and, you know, I make a lot of my remixes on my own, you know, it would be a completely different genre or style, but it's like the same track, you know, or I rearrange all the vocals in the track and stuff to make it more trippy. So that's amazing. So, okay. Okay. Do you ever do things in your performances or music that are just for shock value or does everything you do have a purpose? Um, I don't think I do anything that's just for shock value. Um, I can't think of anything. Well, I mean, 
that's actually kind of a good thing because at least to to me that shows that like you're authentic and genuine yeah i think so i mean that that is kind of like more i guess my vibe like the kind of city i'm from and stuff um i'm really into art and stuff too of course so people that aren't right. into like art they don't always see that <laughs> yeah uh, they'll read it a little differently yeah i mean i know that i've had to experience that own ju that judgment in like my own life my own sister literally said like i just do drag to try and get people's attention it's like well no it's like yes i want to get your attention but it's like through that i want you to get like attracted to my message and hear what i'm talking about yeah i i know what you mean um it, it can be a good conversation starter too yeah and the greatest thing is I always say about doing drag, I'm kind of an introverted person. So like when I'm out performing somewhere, I don't have to talk to people. People come and talk to me. So it's like. <laughs> I was curious too. Um, have you ever thought about having like an, an outfit, like a quick change outfit that's reverse drag? Like, because um, you were telling me last show that um, sometimes you have to switch really quickly. Like what if you like had like a trench coat you throw on over and then. You know, if I hair, could like, your hair out. yeah. <laughs> oh, like, oh, you mean like, take off my wig and like, hmm. Uh, yeah, or you like just throw on a trench on top of your your like mini skirt, so then then it's just the trench, and, and you like put your hair in a man bun, and then you're like, now you don't know, <laughs> or, or something. I don't know. It was just. It was just a silly idea. I'm like, but, well, I'm processing it. That's the thing where I'm like, it would be a really cool thing. Like, honestly, I feel like it should be more common with like dragons that they shouldn't necessarily like. It, it could be a gender bend uh, outfit change too. You know. Well, if I were to do that, I mean, it would be when I have a next performance, which is. God knows when, because... I was thinking more for at home, for your personal situation, but... Oh, you mean, like... You know, if you need to change, because, like, all of a sudden, you know, you just, like, have your trench coat and your... your I mean... Or something. I literally have thought about doing, like... The thing that I've, like, tried to orchestrate, I've never thought about doing that. I have thought about doing, like, a wig change, like, mid-song... Or like maybe maybe as what you said, like literally put on one thing and put on something else. But yeah, the trench coat would actually be like kind of a good idea. Yeah, I'd like to get one in like a cute like pastel. I have to look around. I've never seen like a pastel one. I don't want to get anything that like, looks too heavy like... <laughs> Like yeah, yeah, and it's all open, you know, a sketchy kind of thing, but they can be cute, like with the slipping colors too. So to like look around, I or like it's like, more. Or it's like if I had get to get like a plain brown one. Well, actually, I wouldn't want to do brown. I'd want to do black. But I would feel like I would have to like bedazzle it to like make it more interesting. Yeah, that'd be cool. You could add like some uh, studs to it. Yeah, you go with studs. 
yeah, that's something that I know how to do. That's why I see when people talk about like girls on RuPaul's Drag Race and like how they're like sitting there like sewing stuff. I'm like, girl, I ain't even close to that. Like, I could maybe bedazzle something else, but I can't like hot glue something. I've never tried to like make an outfit. Like, hot glue's not hard though. You can tell you it's hot glue. I I believe in you. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Uh, or or a permanent glue is fine too. It doesn't have to be hot. Um, if it's like a, a sticky glue. Yeah, I mean, I I guess I could look for that at a craft store. I mean, it seems like now the only time that like I have free to like where I would be making outfits. I'm so desperately like trying to get people on this podcast. So like every free moment I have is either like trying to either book guests or do research on guests to like come up with questions. So like, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's whatever there's time for it too. So. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm going to stop doing drag tomorrow. Cause like that, I was explaining this to somebody like, as I say, I went through like two bouts of depression and one of them was before I became a drag queen, like kind of just like existing, not like knowing who I was. And then the second one was once I found drag, it was like not being able to do that every day. It was kind of like a mind fuck. Mm-hmm. That's another reason I like um, punk fashion. It's it's very non-binary. So um, I have like my Chevy Glopal. I wore a, a sweater that I distressed in the back, like a cut root back. Um, but that made it like way sexier too. So it made it like a more fashionable look, uh, but it also made it more masculine. So punk is like kind of, it doesn't have to be masculine. It can be the other way around, too. Uh, like, you could be female distressing a male sweater. But that's usually yeah. more if it's not uh, your birth gender or the sweater, too. So I, I sometimes like to wear, like, punk outfits and, like, distress sweaters in a punk way. So um, there's some you've been wanting to get, actually. <laughs> well, I mean... I guess in one way, if you wanted to do like a more masculine like outfit and do something more punk, it'd be just honestly, and I know this isn't like really punk, it's like not doing something that's black. Um, it's it can be either way. Yeah, I don't usually do black either because I'm I'm also into like a lot of the pastels and stuff too. So um, but I, I do also like black a lot, so a lot of times they will wear black also. But uh, yeah, the most traditional punk sweaters, a lot of them are horizontal stripes, which I'm not as into. And the yeah. one I did for my show, it's like more of like a kind of, it's like a snow leopardish pattern or like a white cheetah or something. But it's not real, you know, it's just like the kind of ish print of it. Um, but, you know, cutting it made it like way hotter because it, but I don't think that the, um, the cutting works as well on the horizontal sweaters because they already make you look wide. Um, right. So it can sometimes help, like, kind of break the lines a little bit, but I feel like it's usually better when it's a 
you know, more broken up pattern, kind of like that print. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to not doing black. I usually do black because I'm a little bit of a bigger person and like black makes you look thinner. Oh yeah, that's true. So, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not opposed to colors, but like, if I like really love a look, I try not to look at people's comments, but like, if I'm like, "Eh, I want to see what people think about it. That's not always a good thing. I like a lot of the, um, the bright outfits you do too. Cause I think the colors like, um, uh, they're like really artistic. So. And I like, yeah, most like flashy. Yeah. I mean, I like doing colors. Like that was more something like once I got into doing bodysuits, that was something I like more tried to experiment with. Because for yeah, years I, I was, on. <laughs> yeah. Because for years I was just like black, black, and in some ways it's because I guess I've lost weight since like I first started doing drag. So it's like when I was heavier, obviously I wanted to do black because like I didn't want the like you fat bitch comments like all on Instagram or whatever. And it's like, now I got to the point where I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. Say what you're going to say. And if you're going to say something rude, I'm probably going to fucking delete it and block you anyway. Yeah. I usually block people like that too. Some of my friends have been telling me about stuff like that. Um, and I say the same thing. Cause like, um, you know, there are artists that they say that it, it can help them out, you know, cause I, I do a guess. <clears throat> occasionally um have like trolls that they like uh you know they they try to talk or whatever and and fans will like try to stick up for you but um and, and that can be a good thing because because they're willing to stick up for you but um i usually prefer to just delete them uh because yeah. until you get to like a bigger level it's just kind of a bad impression um and you don't want somebody around that's just giving a bad impression, you know, uh, before there's enough conversation that it's in your favor. So I usually tell people to just block too. Yeah. And it, and it's also the fact of like, granted, you're very like, I don't want, I don't mean this to be like in a bad way, but you're like average, like, you're not extremely ripped, but you're not yeah. like fat either. Like you're average. So like people expecting all stars to be like extremely ripped. That's fucking insane. They aren't it's, though, even. It's just like Photoshop, you know? Yeah. I, I do like have definition, but it it's like, you know, it's not a lot, you know? Right. Um, so... No, I'm not judging. You, you look hot. Like, like a realistic body standard. Yeah. But I do still fast a lot. Well, I mean, that is something. I get that. Like, I like, 
the place where I work, everyone's like talking about like going out to lunch. I'm like, I don't go out to lunch. I have like a bag of reduced fat cheeses. That's my lunch. Like, I don't. I'm one of those people who's like, most of the time you only need like one, two meals in a day. This like whole eating three like big meals in a day is almost. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I'm like always fasting. I fast like all the time. I feel like a lot of times when people uh, they want to like try to size up or whatever what's going on, they don't just see what you're actually going through, and you know they might like get mad that you ate like a big meal or something, but you only had like one or two meals, you know. Um, and that's usually just you know what's up when you're fasting a lot, so. Well, okay. I just thought of an, another question in that vein. So, you say you fast a lot, but do you ever feel pressure to, like, be at a certain body ideal? Um, I mean, yeah, I do photo shoots, like, all the time. So, um, I definitely do have to work out for those. And I've also lost weight because of that, too. Um, so, I did those... Maybe like 10 pounds. So it's my new diet also. So um yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean I've been like the results from it. So I feel a lot like um it and it is a result of the pressure too. Um and and I'm I'm happy about it because these are results like I wanted for myself. Right. Um but yeah, no, nobody's really like doing that in particular, I guess, you know, like, um, it, it's, it's more my, my standard is a little bit higher than what most of the city is. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of already have that set for myself, you know, where, where my bar is. So, yeah, well, I mean, here's the thing you're in Texas, like, it's in some ways like it's easier for you to like stand out being thin in Texas versus if you were like living in LA where you'd have like immense pressure probably even more than you do now to be thinner yeah. because everyone around you would be I mean I'm I'm in a good enough weight for LA like when I went to LA I felt comfortable but um yeah, the, the standard is a little bit manipulated with, like, plastic surgery and stuff, like, um, and, and people trying to, like, give you judgment uh, based on your, like, ethnocentric features. Um, but, uh, <coughs> yeah, it's, it's like, that's, that's still, you know, their personal issue, you know, if you really think about it, so. Well, okay. So... Because it's not my judgment in the first place, you know, it's like. So, okay, speaking of plastic surgery, would you at some point ever consider getting any? Or are you one of those people who just believes in, like, aging naturally? Um, well, I've never needed it, so I haven't really thought about it. See, I have had this discussion with somebody before, and... They said they had a friend who, like, believes in getting everything done early to, like, prevent aging. And I'm like, why don't you just wait till you get older 
and then see if you need anything. That's at least the way I look at it. Yeah, I've I've seen that too, but I, I know there's also a lot of mistakes and a lot of things that are not necessary and um, a lot of the you know the natural features are there for a reason. You know, um, there are different procedures that are a little unnatural that aren't necessarily healthy for your body or necessarily in the long term the the way your face continues to age. Uh, so exactly would fall out you know if you go for it but that's why i don't do any of it because you would have to keep doing it this is the exact point i i take the example of madonna who looks fucking crazy and then you found out she started doing facelifts when she was 37 years old and they only last 10 years yeah, I, I found that out too, actually. I was like curious about it, so I was reading about it. It seems like it's tough. Right. I could see why, though, for the amount of pressure that she does have and like uh, the income she makes from from face and all that, you know, serving face. So Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, it makes sense, but, like, you get to the point where, like, now, now she doesn't look good at all. She doesn't even look human. That's the thing. Yeah, it's it's tough to say, because once you get yeah. to that age, you, you would have so many signs, you know, otherwise. Um, I think she, like, dissolved some of the filler and stuff, because there was a lot of filler... A lot of people do that nowadays. There's, like, so much filler in the industry and stuff. And, like, I've never used any because I don't, you know, I really don't. You don't have any wrinkles. You don't have any other than braces. But, um, yeah. So, I, I have, like, noticed that, though. There are a lot of people, like, every time they do, like, a new single, they're, like, pumped full of Botox. And, yeah, um, I I think that can get unhealthy at some point. But for the most part, it's just cosmetic, you know. Well, see, in some ways, that's why, like, when I think about, like, losing weight, in some ways, like, being a little bit heavier is going to help me prevent from having to get Botox because there won't be a lot of wrinkles if you, like, stay bigger because your face isn't, like, age a lot because there's not a lot of, like, places for skin to sag. So it's, like, I do think about that where I'm, like, so... Yes, I want to lose weight, but it's like, well, how much do I really want to lose? I do like a face massage. Um, so definitely like moisturizing definitely helps, but um, yeah. I think doing a face massage helps because uh, your your muscles in your face, like they'll get like tired or um, it helps to like, keep them more relaxed uh, and, and firmer. So it can it can help the skin to to feel firmer too. So I do like yeah. a Japanese face massage. Um, I don't do it every night, but I do it pretty often. So I think that helps a lot. <laughs> yeah, face face massage I've never done. I moisturize every day, but like, yeah, face massage I've never done. Interesting. I recommend it. I think it helps. <laughs> I almost dropped my drink. <laughs> Okay, well, 
you kind of answered this before, but I guess I'm just going to ask this question anyway. So since you are bi, if you could, would you marry both a man and a woman? Uh, I mean, I'm more monogamous, so no. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess if it was like a perfect thing, that would make more sense. But um, for legal reasons, probably not. <laughs> well, that's why I said if you could. I know obviously it's illegal. Like, Well, the legal, like, I mean, not not just like that, but like the ramifications of, you know, being married to someone under law. Um, to do that with two people, it could get very complicated very quickly. Uh, yeah, actually, when you say know. that, I'm literally now I'm just <laughs> thinking about, I'm, I'm thinking about, like, I know you don't like to think about this when you go on marriage. I'm thinking about divorce, and I'm like, yeah, having to split everything, like, not just I one way, like, but two ways. Like, I think prenups are pretty fair in, in my opinion. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess it depends if they're too rich to, you know, have that relevance to me or whatever, then <laughs> they don't have to write one. <laughs> it's for well, their no, it... <laughs> no, please. I, if you're marrying somebody rich, you're going to be like, I don't want to print up because you want their money. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like they'd be the ones to say it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Time, but you know, um, yeah, okay, sick, you know, yeah. So, have you ever considered going on tour or have you ever toured? Um, well, I just got back from Denver and then I did the show at the, the, show at the underwear store, uh early this year so well okay so denver was in january and then the underwear store was in march so um those have been really fun and then i am planning to probably do some more local events um i don't want to spoil it because it's not fully organized uh they have to like send it through their like chain of command or whatever to get it approved but um uh, it's like local LGBT advocacy and stuff. So um, I'd really be excited to do uh, these concert series. Um, one's supposed to be like a global LGBT uh, conference. So work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely like to do more, um, you know, other states and, and tour more. And I'll probably go to Cali sometime soon um i might wait a year or two just you know so i have a extra to to make more music rather than just tour more because i release yeah. so much music. like um uh with with all of my live releases that's uh 43 songs um and uh so that's 43 new versions of like songs that are out as well right um, and I have my new album, which uh, I already have at least 14 songs in mastering right now. Um, so a few of those aren't even going to make it on the album. And then I got like two more. So there's like 16 tracks that are, uh, I've already done 
a majority like the songwriting and like the arrangement and all the vocal uh, pre-stuff that I do. So um, yeah, I have more money for that because I don't tour as much. I do a lot more right. writing. So um, people are going to get a lot more music, uh, which I think will be really exciting this year. So, Well, okay. Um, maybe this is just more like a curiosity thing. I know you were saying LA. So have you ever been to Miami? Um, I used to live in Florida, like closer to Orlando. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think I've been actually, but I think I would like it. <laughs> well, cause I feel like I was talking about more for a tour. Cause it's like, I feel like your music would fit in very well in Miami. Yeah, probably. I could see that. Um, yeah, I've, I've heard the drag scene there is really cool too. So, um, the costumes and stuff. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I know some drag queens in Miami. I'm a little bit more familiar with Orlando because that's where I used to live and that's where I used to perform. So, like, mm -hmm. but Miami, I was just saying that because, like, I would love to hear if you're coming to Miami. I'd come see you. Like, I'm literally not even two hours from Miami. Yeah, I mean, if you could help me find some shows, um, <laughs> I'd definitely be down. Um, I have to uh, organize some. Uh, I, I honestly, I'm somebody that, like, I'm pretty tall and, like, I'm, like, bigger built and stuff so I, I come across like a bit intimidating to a lot of people so the softer skills like um organizing stuff like that can sometimes be harder for me like i do get a lot of gigs through friends uh who will be like hosting or organizing or whatever and like sometimes i help to organize and stuff too but um yeah so i i have more trouble with that side of things well, wait. Um, just because i do so much and i'm like really fierce in my lyrics and stuff so yeah um, it can be kind of intimidating for people and they don't know me well how tall are you i'm six three i mean i'm not like huge so but it's well, enough that um it intimidates a lot of people i don't think you you're like six six two at least right yeah you're, i'm well i am six three. Oh, you're you're six three too yeah yeah so like you're around my height i wasn't sure yeah, and the craziest thing is I think people don't expect that because, like, I guess in some ways in pictures I might look a little bit smaller than that. How tall are you in heels? Are you, like, 6'5"? It depends on what heels I'm wearing. So, like, my typical heels, I'd say 6'6". Six, six. I have shoes that, like make me seven feet tall i don't wear them that often because <laughs> well i have what i cool, yeah i have what i call like two sets of shoes i have shoes that like i can actually perform in and then i have shoes where it's like it looks nice in the photo i can sit behind a desk and like talk to people like doing this podcast like i have those to like I have shoes that are like womp and I'm like well I'm not gonna be able to perform in these but I can sit behind a table and like you should do the um do the seven inch shoes the, the seven foot shoes with a, a really long like dress and then it, it can hang a little further because you're so far above the ground ah I actually ooh you just said something 
the like ones a that duster I, or what, the ones that I'm thinking of, yeah, I would definitely do that. I have like Frankenstein boots that I think that would actually probably work perfectly or with. Kind of a cocktail dress, you know. Yeah. So where am I? Oh, okay. So I think this is actually my final question. I'll look. But so what's the biggest misconception about you? Um, I mean, I do pretty much everything. So I, I don't usually talk about it just because I have in the past and people don't get it. And, and it kind of sounds like I'm like really exaggerating, but I'm not like just because I do like all this design work and uh, I'm, I'm basically an art director too because I'm like planning everything and stuff. Um, uh, but, but, you know, just for myself personally, um, for right. my own brand and stuff. Uh, and that's, so that's all the music, but also like all the album covers, um, the imagery I use, stuff like that also. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't have any obligation to do anything for anyone. So, <laughs> um, I like to be like a little bit like a renegade or like Chiflada, you know, I'm like, um, you, you can bend the rules a little bit, like in your art and like, you want to like make a, a statement with stuff you're doing. It's not just like, like, it shouldn't be like too bland for me to even talk about like LGBTQ rights or anything, you know, it's like, right. um, so I do like to do stuff like in the imagery that's like a little non-binary and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, and in, in the lyrics, too, I do also have a few songs like that. Um, I have a new song that I'm, I'm working on that has Dem uh, in the titles. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, like, always working on new stuff. So, really, like, hey, I don't know any, like, real, uh, really big issue. I mean, there's something about me being a nudist online or whatever, but, like, I'm not, like, always naked, so. yeah. Um, I mean, I guess I don't have pants on right now, but it's not a big deal, right? I mean, how the fuck can I judge? I'm not wearing pants either. Like, <laughs> that's literally how I live. <laughs> like, I just do stuff. I just, well, that was part of me, like, becoming more confident with my body image. It's like, Fuck it. If I want to be half naked, I'm going to be half naked. Yeah, I mean, like, as an entertainer, it's like, it can be part of your your whole thing, so. Yeah, it's like, I remember, like, when I was first wearing bodysuits, I don't do it now, I wear fishnets when I perform, but it's like, somebody was saying, like, you can't have your ass hanging out. I'm like, why not? Like... Most of the time, like, I'm into black guys. They want to see my ass hanging out. Like, mm -hmm. it's like, at some point, somebody told me, they're like, oh, you need to pad and you need to do all this. And I'm thinking, I'm like, so let me get this straight. You want me to make my already large ass even larger than it is? That seems insane to me. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not necessary. I don't know. No. It's like, first of all, if I tried to pad, nothing I own would fit. Like, <laughs> I have to buy a whole new wardrobe, and I'm like, I'm like, no. Like a drag brunch. Like, if there's food involved, 
Yes. And it's a sanitary thing. Like, do you feel like cheeks should be flying? <laughs> well, I mean... What's a sanitary <laughs> Well, this is the thing. Like, first of all, I never performed a drag brunch, so I've never had to be in that situation before. So, like... <laughs> So it's not what you meant, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, hypothetically, if I were to do brunch, hmm. Because I've seen a lot where they, it's still a thing, and then I'm like, I don't know if my food's in front of me. Like, (laughs) I would be like eating my nachos. Like, accidents (laughs) Accidents happen, you know? Cheeks flying around. <laughs> I mean, right. I totally get that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Does some people give you extra. T- <laughs> well, okay. Here's the thing. If if and I would only say this: if I were to do a brunch and I like were fully covered, I wouldn't want to do it in Florida. So mm-hmm. it's like. Make me do, like, a drag brunch in, like, a colder state where, like, wearing a dress, I wouldn't sweat through, like, everything and, like, sweat through my makeup. Oh. Well, maybe maybe in winter you can do it. Yeah. Because that's, that's the thing. Like, as I always say, like, maybe if I lived in Alaska, I would have, like, I would be, like, wearing ball gowns and all that. You but it's like... Right, Denver, maybe. Like, when I, yeah. I was there, like, it's, it's a bit colder. I liked it. So... Yeah. As I said, I would do all that, but it's like I live in Florida. Yeah, I'm not gonna wear pants. Like, I sweat most of the time in general. Like, even even out of drag. Like, I'm in my bedroom. I have two fans that I turn down that are mm-hmm. constantly blasting because I live with my dad, and no matter what temperature it is outside, he likes to keep the house at 78 degrees. I'm like. Oh yeah, that's what I was thinking about the quick change too. There's also yeah. a video I saw uh, over there, like changing their clothes a lot really quickly. It was it was a little goofy. It was supposed to look like they could just like pick up random things, like they just smudge their lipstick with a napkin. You know? Yeah. Um, but it, it was cool though. It was like a cool concept. So that's what I was thinking about it for like a show. Yeah, actually, with you talking about a trench coat, I might do that at drag brunch because it's like. Maybe when I'm around people's food, I would wear that and then like reveal it off once I'm on stage. Like that, I uh, that would mind. Work. Yeah, be a good idea. Like yeah, because here's the thing: like I've seen drag brunches. I've seen them advertised in my area. Like I'd love to go to one. Most of the time, when drag brunch is happening, I'm sitting here doing interviews. So it's like it have to be on a day where. I had somebody cancel, which that's that's one thing where it's like for me that's the hardest thing when people say like doing interviews, I'm like hardest thing is getting people to like agree to something and actually show up. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's true too. But people are flaky. No, I had somebody where, like, 
I set up the interview for him. They came. They didn't show up. I messaged them again, tried to set up another thing. They said done. Then morning of, they just literally didn't fucking show up. Did they have a dig appointment? <laughs> they 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 had a man, so like I don't know, maybe they did. Spontaneous. <laughs> Spontaneous appointment. <laughs> but I mean, based on the time that I usually record, who's having a dick appointment at like nine o'clock in the morning? Um, yeah, that is usually pretty early. <laughs> like, I know from living in Orlando, like, when I used to get up at, like... That's what it ends, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. It ends at 9 a.m. Yeah, it's like, people were getting up at 4 a.m. I'm like, I'm like, bitch, you are clearly on drugs. And it's like, I don't know... If I want you in my house uh, on drugs, because I don't know what you've been taking. I've had like one or two hookups like that. And then I was like, oh god. Awkward. What, hooking up with somebody who's been on drugs? Uh no, there was like one oh. there's like one where they like were just really twitchy. And then I was like, oh gosh, I know what's going on here. Yeah, you got someone they who had would just capital T's in their profile. Yeah, <laughs> girl, you didn't know that. Like, no, I knew, I knew. Oh, um, but when they they were twitchy, I was like, I know. Um, I I didn't like rush them out or anything either because I didn't want them to be. Like, no, I had I had in somebody a bad to... mood, but um, yeah. yeah, I I just really don't with that because they're like too twitchy to like sit still. At like 5 a.m. So um, it was a little weird. But yeah. As I said, I had somebody do, I literally had like my first threesome. Two of the guys were doing Tina like in my apartment. And like, I don't care. One of the guys yeah. was old. One of the guys was older and he like kind of like wandered off and he left me with like the younger, hotter guy, which is who I wanted anyway. So like, it's yeah, like, we'll I do just whatever. don't trust people. Like, and I know it's like really bad for your brain. It can cause some permanent damage. So I definitely don't well, advocate I've never... for it. So that's why I avoid it. Yeah, I've never done it. Like, that's why. Who is it? Somebody else. Somebody I worked with asked me. They're like, they're like, have you ever been around a? Have you ever been around a crackhead? I'm like, yeah, I've had sex with one. Like. And then he's like, I'm like, I'm like, you asked. He's <laughs> like, all I did was answer your question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's like a really big issue um, uh, in, in a lot of major cities, especially in the gay community. Um, and, and it can be like a big safety issue, too. Like, I've even uh, had people tell me that they were like, uh, given it uh, unwillingly, like they were just like, uh, head down, ass up, and they just like had it unwillingly given to them, um, and stuff like that. So you know that's a thing in the community too. So people need to be aware that it's a risk and it's something that 
it can be like a major dependency that people can try to kind of force upon you. you know? Well, wait. When okay, maybe this is just me like overthinking it. So when you're head down and ass up, how does do they like like I know I'm getting graphic here. So they, they can do just the, shove it they in. shove in your ass. Yeah, they can just shove it in. Oh my god, I did not know that. Yeah, I mean, granted, I don't do. I mean, like, no judgments here. I don't do that myself. Like, it's also like adulterated in a lot of stuff. Um, uh, and some street stuff has it too. Like some of the stuff from like the South has it. Um, it's even like in prescription meds and stuff. Um, they're 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 more like counterfeit meds. They're not necessarily real meds, but um, there are a lot of things that that you know have that issue. So. Wow, it's like it's more and more common that it's it's in a lot of stuff. Like I know, in um, uh, a lot of people like will try like party drugs, and it'll just like be in party drugs. Uh, it, it's like cut with it, um, so that people get more fixated, and they don't know that they're they're already getting this dependency before they've ever tried it. So, yeah. See, like maybe that's why I've never done drugs. Like I've never done drugs of any kind, but it's like. It's because, especially nowadays, like, you don't know what anything's being cut with. And especially a lot of drugs, they're getting cut with fentanyl now. So it's like... Yeah, like, that. that's kind of what I was mentioning. So that's, oh, like, the stronger yeah. version, you know, right? Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's also very risky. So, yeah. Well, that's a big thing, too. And it's like, I'm not going to, like trust some person i'm just randomly meeting to like hand me shit i'm like i'm like i don't know you from like a hole in the wall i'm not gonna fucking trust you to give me anything yeah um i i'm more into like herbal stuff like i don't i don't think um i i think weed should be legalized everywhere right um, same shrooms are okay and like psychedelics and stuff but it's better to microdose it's not like you know, I've done bigger amounts, but for the most part, microdosing is the healthier thing to be doing. And and I even, like, I've been having absinthe lately, and, like, I, I'm not as big on alcohol, right? But, like, um, yeah. Wormwood has Thujone in it, just like Sage does. And Thujone's, like, pretty psychedelic, but it's not like, you know, you'd have to have a ton for it to be way too much. Um, it, it eventually gives me nightmares, which is weird, but... Wow. So I don't I don't do a lot of it because I'll just have nightmares all the time. <laughs> but, so um, okay. I just I've been having it. absinthe and that's like microdosing because wormwood has uh psychedelic properties as long as you get an absinthe with wormwood. Nice. So actually I just thought of something. So do you like at all take like or do you like get high to like create or are you like someone who just like is able to come through inspiration like normally or do you have to like i mean i i take inspiration from everything so it's like from all my experiences you know like right. uh so my next my next album um i'm planning to call dirty blonde but i have fuchsia highlights in my hair you know like it's not just dirty blonde right now um <laughs> and uh right. Yeah, I, I really like, like, 
Um, I feel like psychedelics are very mind expanding um, if you don't use them too much, which usually is why I'm more like microdosing is better because it's easier to like have the benefits without any like major downsides or and stuff like with a full dose I, I make sure I'm not gonna leave my house for six hours you know so like for safety's purposes but like um I feel like it can help you like expand your like design mind and stuff um especially if you're a designer a lot of people that do design like game design and uh, art design all kinds of art um are into to different things that that can can be like that but I, I won't do anything that's like damaging for the brain long term or anything or like overdo it so that's why i talk about like the herbal the herbal alternatives like psychedelics do exist naturally in nature and like yeah uh, for 20 and stuff so um but yeah I, i'm not even into coke honestly like i don't object to it it's not a problem for me really if it's around it's just like uh it's, it's just not really like you know, some people get a little weird. <laughs> I don't yeah. think that it's as social of a, a drug as people think it is. I think that they just feel really high and they think they're being more social, but they're actually a lot more awkward and shallow. So I, I'm not into it. <laughs> actually, yeah, because I'm trying to think, like, I've heard people, like, talk about Coke and they're like, some people are very much like the party people, but some people are like kind of like hermits in a way where like they'll do it, but they just want to do it by themselves. Like, yeah, I, I just didn't really like it, you know, and I'm just like always, I think really fast. So, um, I, I usually want more of like a downer, you know, I don't want anything that's gonna make me like I do like black coffee though. So, yeah, <laughs> this doesn't even count, but. Well, I mean, yeah. okay. So, did you try it, or were you like at one point doing it a lot? I'm talking about Coke. Oh, I'm I'm just not into it. I just don't really like it. Um, I I had it in a blunt once, but it wasn't my thing. Oh. So. I mean, the only reason, like, I think I would ever do it, like, ever consider doing it, is like the myth of it helps you lose weight. Like, that's the only thing that I think would, like, be the only benefit. But there's a ton of negatives on top of that. Would that, like, keep me away from doing it? Yeah, I feel like one of the biggest things is the cost. Uh, you shouldn't really consider it unless you're yeah. okay, like, wasting that money. Um, but also, it's, like, not as good for your brain or your body long-term as, like, marijuana is. Um and like marijuana does have the downsides of like if it's like smoked, uh, it's like more lung damage than like if you eat it or whatever. And like right. I try to vape more too. So, um, but uh, yeah, it, it's like uh, so so that's why I advocate for that more. Um, I would like to see a lot more of that at bars because people don't die as much from having a lot of marijuana at a bar as they would from alcohol you know like that's the real leading cause of death like in texas it's a leading cause of death uh in florida wow. too also drunk diving is a huge cause of death but if marijuana was legalized if it was like at the bars it probably save a lot of people's lives so yeah people are like definitively better drivers on it because it doesn't cause 
the, the amount of motor impairment that really? alcohol does because alcohol slows you down and you can't like yeah your your speed of response and everything's all completely different but weed it's like you're just very in the moment it's it doesn't stop you you know it's well, not a problem well okay the only thing that like i would know to the contrary i mean like yes alcohol is that way i'm not going to deny that but i remember watching somebody like the group like the try guys like they tried getting high driving at one point and like at some point it, it does slow you down a little bit i'm sure at some point but um you know it depends how much and yeah people that that do a lot you you have a tolerance it's a reverse tolerance and stuff too so um yeah it, it, there's a lot of factors you can also detox like with like various things too so that also is a big factor also right hmm. let's see did i go through everything i did hmm. okay well i'll say this do you have anything else to promote before um well my my new album should be soon. I'll have uh, some new singles and stuff. Um, I haven't decided if I'm going to run back to the studio for another uh, album or something. Because I, I have another at least 10 plus demos I could do. So I could probably get um, another album done <laughs> in the next few weeks, maybe. Uh, so so we'll see. I'm not rushing anything. You know, I, I got all this stuff. Uh, I'll say it's going to be really cool. <laughs> well, okay. Sorry, just thought of one more thing when you're saying that. So if you're putting money into music and you say you don't tour a lot, how are you recouping money back? Do you get what I'm saying? Like, Oh, I am touring too. Um, so, you know, like, um, and, and I do other methods too. It's not just the touring, you know, I also yeah. have a lot of music videos and, um, so we have all the live shows that I've recorded so far. And then I have live releases scheduled through April 21st, um, every Friday. So there's still four more of those, um, and then all the new songs too. So um, it, it can be tough to find, you know, the right relationships for it. I feel like a lot of those opportunities can sometimes be on the coasts and um, in Austin, it can be difficult because you're kind of on your own and then we don't have the Grammy office and we don't have Spotify office and, um, yeah. you know, trying to make things happen when you're kind of like uh, on your own um, can be difficult sometimes. So um it's it's just you know i'm independent so i'm just doing everything so i'm not yeah and nobody can stop me or <laughs> slow me down when i'm doing a majority of the work you know it just it's just how fast i feel like doing it <laughs> and my producers <laughs> yeah so you're actually independent right like you well i mean like i'm gonna explain what i mean by that so you don't have like a manager or a publicist it's literally just you right um yeah it's just me i mean i have like a publicist um but uh yeah we we work closely together because i 
manage everything that I do. So um, I'd be open to it, you know, if it worked out. Uh, but I, I do also see the downsides. You know, I see some artists, they start getting managed and then quality goes down a lot or they don't have the coolness they had before because it's not so much yeah. them anymore you know they kind of have to hide who they are uh for the the commercialism of it um so yeah uh, well uh, well reason i was asking that is because like i had a musician that i was trying to interview he had me like why I was asking like why you have if you had a publicist because he had me submit the questions to the publicist publicist never got back to me we got to like the day of the interview and he's like I can't do it so like it's good that you mm -hmm. have like that amount of control and like your publicist doesn't control everything that you do yeah I also feel like it's more professional to at least give a reply and do it early right. and, you know try to give people a chance to replace you uh if it's a planned show so yeah um you know i have like an album it's called fooling around it's like a hip-hop album it's like hip-hop and house and stuff yeah um and yeah i say like in the song i'm like just fooling around you know fuck it like check i don't really care you know but um but I, I do, like, you know, I'm very professional about the shows. I, I don't, like, get, like, really drunk or anything before I perform. I usually don't even drink until I perform and I'm done. So, um, you know, I always make sure that it's, like, the art comes first. So, Well, you're talking to somebody who, like, when I perform now, I hardly drink ever. Yeah. Like, and it's not... I have, like, a bad night. Where, like, as I say, thank goodness this didn't happen. I got saved. Otherwise, I would have, like, almost gone to DWI. So it's like, that was the night. And it was a night where it wasn't like I was buying stuff. People were just, like, buying me stuff. And it's like, you just get handed stuff, handed stuff, handed stuff. And it's like, you don't want to say no. You don't want to be an asshole. But it's like, at some point, you have to, like, yeah. figure out figure out how to manage well, you need to be having a good time, so um, yeah. I don't know, maybe like take a break uh, somewhere in between when you're starting to feel your your vibe, because because alcohol, I feel like it really plateaus quickly, um, and it doesn't last long term as much. Like like I, one of the reasons I prefer weed is because it's a little more consistent. It's not like um, there's not as much of a downside with like feeling like. Um, uncomfortable or, or hangovers, you know, uh, or, or like that anger or anything or sadness from not being drunk. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it reaches kind of that plateau where you start to get kind of that anger and that sadness and stuff. And, and then it just starts to like slope off. So you, you kind of want to stop like a little bit before, uh, so that you're not on the, the bad end of the wave. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess if there's like a lot of shots flying, you could maybe take a break somewhere in the middle. If if you you're feeling it, you know, if you already feel like really good, maybe don't right away because you might be near your yeah. your threshold of what's fun. You know, not really your threshold of like what you 
your max level of poison could be. <laughs> yeah. Which, which you know, isn't really what we're testing here, right? We're not lab rats. This is trying to yeah. have fun. <laughs> so. Yeah. The fun threshold, wherever that is for people. And it's also, in some ways, I feel like there's something about performing as a drag queen and being, like, the only sober one there and, like, having people who are like, ooh, girl, I need to do a shot before I perform. And it's like, well, yeah. well, Makes if you, you need to... Though, too. If you, yeah, if you need to get sloppy, are you really that good of a performer? That's at least how I look at it. Yeah, I like... I don't know. I think uh, marijuana is usually better in general, but I mean, uh, it's, it's just a really long list. Like so many U.S. presidents, basically all of the U.S. presidents in my lifetime, uh, Michael Phelps. You know, <laughs> there's right. so many people, um, and and it's it's like really healthy on the day to day. So I, I definitely really am more on that you know, understanding of it. Um, and, and I do used to drink a lot more too, and it just doesn't, you don't have as much inner peace from it, you know? Um, cause it's not as natural. It's, it's cultivated from plants, but it's not as natural. Yeah. Um, and I have been having absinthe lately cause I like thujone too. Like I used to smoke sage, uh, and sage also has thujone. Sage was never illegal cause sage is just awesome. Yeah. Um, the Thujon in Wormwood was illegal uh, for a little bit until like 2007 or something in the US. So, um, but I realized in small amounts, it's like basically microdosing. So maybe having a shot a day is like not so bad of like absence. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, relative to like, you know, a lot. And it's really hard to cultivate the Thujon and like sage and to smoke it because you have to, it has to be dry and. If it's the powder that sucks because the powder will like you know come out and stuff and um yeah sage is hard to smoke but um i have like extracted that in vodka before too so and there are other ways to get that through gentle sage yeah and it's also like to your point of alcohol like at some point for a lot of people i've never been someone who's done this like people who talk about like being hungover i've never been hungover at all in my life and it's like do you drink people... a lot of water um i well when i drink i drink a decent amount of water and it's like maybe that's why because it's like you're really dehydrated that's what causes the hangover i mean so like if you're you... always taking enough water and then then you're like you know taking your precautions well, also, that's, that's like, the singer in me. It's, like, obviously, I need to have some water when I'm drinking because, like, yeah, I'm performing and, like, I need something to lubricate my throat. I'm, I'm very much a green tea person. Like, that's usually what I do. Jeez, like, that one, guys. <laughs> that line. <laughs> what? Oh, what? That line you just used to use that on guys sometimes. I don't even remember what I just said. <laughs> That why you drink so much water if you're singing. <laughs> oh, my throat needs to be lubricated. Yeah, I. Mm, some guys would like that. Like, I'm not really like a dick sucker myself. Like, 
some people like love it that's not my thing mm -hmm. like if i'm in the mood i'll do it but like <laughs> yeah i think i need to clean their litter box too so well i mean cool we're that's basically all I had to say. So, with that being said, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. This is Gay Out the City. I am your host, Prince Electro Diamond, and I hope you've enjoyed. And.